Hi, I'm Jess. And B. And today we're going to be talking about mental illness. Now, um, throughout the years, mental illness has been talked about more and more, and our stories have been shared. Everyone's talking about it now. And when I go on social media, I kind of see this kind of glamorization of mental illness. I don't mm-hmm. know about you. Yeah. When I go on TikTok, I see so many people saying that they have borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. and bipolar and they're manic because they're dyeing their hair mm-hmm. and, you know, they're going to kill themselves. And, like, they have these little, like, tiny little, like, secretive codes that say I'm going to hang myself or, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill myself. And they they really, like, idolize Kurt Cobain and stuff. And they're like, if I'm going to kill myself, then I might as well do drugs, you know? Right. Um, but that really freaks me out because when I think about mental illness, I would never, ever, ever want to give that to someone else, you know? Right. I wouldn't want any, I wouldn't want anyone else to suffer with that. I would just be like... You go on your way, like, I hope you are happy. I wouldn't want to give it to anyone else. Like, if I had to give it to someone, I wouldn't because I'm not going to put them through what I had to go through. Right. And I know that depression and anxiety is kind of, like, nuanced now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, like, you know, it's kind of normal for everyone to feel. Because people are like, oh, I have anxiety because I freaked out. I had a speech and talk in front of people. Like, anxiety and depression um, are, like, a general... They're way too stigmatized, too. Yeah. Like, um, there's a difference between, like, being depressed or, like, being anxious and having, like, an anxiety disorder or having, like, chronic depression. Yeah. And a lot of people, like, don't know the difference or, like, they, you know... Like, when people talk about it, it's almost like it's just something everyone experiences. Right. Um, but, you know, like, nowadays you're like, oh, that I'm depressed now because you lost a chicken nugget on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm having a panic attack because, you know, I almost got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And it's like, sure, yeah, you can call it a panic attack. But in reality, panic attacks are so much different than what people believe they are. Mm-hmm. And same with, like, OCD. People are always like, oh... I like this, to organize. Yeah, they're like, oh, is this trigger your OCD? And then right. it's like a book moved on the opposite side of the room. Yeah. Or it's like a f- pizza pizza, that a piece of pizza that's like lopsided. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not what OCD is. It's right. obsessive compulsive disorder where you have these images in your head that will literally stay there obnoxiously, um, intensely until you decide to do what your head is saying. Like, you'll be like, oh, my family's dying in a fire. And then you see these visions of a fire with your family dying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You wake up in cold sweats because you think that, you know, your family is dead because you forgot to lock the door. You right. know? Like, OCD, especially, is, like, a big um, comorbidity disorder. Um, like, it spawns a lot of other things. Um, like, some people do struggle with OCD where, like, things have to be organized so they fucking lose their mind. But that's the only form of OCD that people know about. They do not yeah. know about, like... Um, it sends you into, like, a shock right. state. Like, a paranoia state. Right. Like, right. they don't understand or they don't know about the paranoia, um, the intrusive thoughts. Yeah, it might even lead to anxiety, like right. what you said. Um, and it can spawn, like... Even depression, too. You know, yeah, like like the name implies, um, there are certain uh, forms of OCD, like, some people have obsessive-compulsive, some people have pure O, which is just obsessive, and people have pure um, C, which is just compulsive. 
Um, and it manifests in a lot of different ways. Like, I have OCD, and one of the things that I've always struggled with is um, another disorder that's caused by it called trichotillomania, which is, like, obsessive-compulsive picking of body hair. And I've been doing it with my eyelashes since I was, like, five. And it literally wasn't until the end of last semester that I, like, for whatever reason just stop doing it and like my eyelashes have grown back does it feel better for you or you miss like the compulsive i don't like picking? i no i do not miss it anymore and i've gotten to a point where like my eyelashes are almost fully grown again so like even like sometimes i will like instinctively kind of like tug on them and they won't come out as easy as they used to and so i just give up um, which is good, because I haven't had eyelashes since 6th grade, and I'm 21 now. Okay, so this might be a personal question, but, like, when you were picking at your eyelashes, what was, like, going through your mind? Like, was it, like, to pass the time? Was it to, like, distract you? Or were you, like, thinking, I have to pull these out, because dot dot dot, you know? Um, I think... I think the reason that I did it has kind of changed over the years. When I was younger, it just, like, I think I did it to relieve stress. Because I noticed that I would always... So you were in pain. Yeah. So you tried to get away from it somehow? Yeah. I would always do it um, when I was in math class when I was little or, like, when I was in church. Was it, like, a boredom thing, too? Um, Sometimes, yeah. Like, sometimes I would just, like... It felt like a chore that had to be done. Like, and that's oh, how. Oh yeah, I got to mop the floor. You know? Yeah, that's how it started to be more a lot later in life, um, where I just felt like it was something that I had to do, like on a daily basis, or like I'm gonna go fucking nuts. And then, more like when I was like a teenager and a young adult, um, it kind of became just like, I hate the feeling of like the little nubs of eyelashes growing back on my face. I would rather like not have any eyelashes at all than have those weird little nubs because they made my face look weird so it was like something that you did every once in a while at the beginning and then it became a habit and then it became a chore yeah okay um and then what was the thought that led you out of doing that i honestly think it was just because like um so i stopped doing it like very very recently it was wait what no was it like after you moved out of your parents house no kind of Um, Or did it start a little bit, like, after? Oh, no. I was pulling my eyelashes like crazy when I was away at university this semester. Like, I was having breakdowns every other night. Were you, like, homesick? Or you were needing... Were you lonely? Or, like... Um, I had a really fucked up semester. I had, like, a lot of shit going on. Like, you know, I was starving. I had a 50-year-old man who was harassing me. One of my classmates died. Um, just, like, a bunch of, like, really awful shit all at once, and I couldn't handle it. And I was, like, I need to drop out. I'm, you know, like, I'm hungry all the time. And so, did you go to a therapist, and did you go to, like, a psychiatrist to get diagnosed? Um, no. Um, I did, like, a while ago for OCD, but that was, like, that was before I went away to school. But, um... And, you know, at the time, like, my dad was also dealing with his addiction again, and I thought he was gonna die... Um, and then when I came home from school, I think I was just so preoccupied with getting all my shit back into the house, and then, like, literally a week after I had moved back home, my dad was like, we're selling the house, and so then I had to worry about packing all of my shit up again, and, like, you know, getting a job when I was home, 
And I was just so preoccupied with all of that that I just didn't even think to pull my eyelashes anymore. And by the time that I, like, tried to pull them again, they were, like, almost fully grown back. Um, they're not quite curled yet, but they're getting there. Um, but I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So, you got out of that habit. Is there something else you've gone into because of the OCD? Um... Like, I, did your OCD lead you anywhere else to any other habits? Or did it kind of just shift into a different part of your life? Um, like, in your mind instead? It, with OCD, like... Which is always in your mind, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's caused me a lot of different things. Like, I do a lot of picking. A lot of picking at things physically. I pick at my lips a lot. I still do that. I'm still kind of, like, struggling with that. I bite my nails. Um, okay, so is your obsessive-compulsive disorder more, like picking at things or is it like you are like oh I have to flip this switch I have to move this I have to drive slow or like um it's you know. it's a lot of picking but it's a lot of like really like, like what is your thoughts thoughts like I God, I'm like a huge hypochondriac I always think that there is something wrong with me that I'm gonna die that I'm sick that I have a disease that nobody's ever heard of and I'm patient zero um I have a lot of like really violent intrusive thoughts um, they can range anywhere from, like, you know, killing people, being raped, being a rapist, mm-hmm. um, pedophilic acts, incest, yeah. like, any, like, awful fucking thing that you can think of that, like, scares me. Like, that's what, that's another thing, is, like, people don't understand that, like, intrusive thoughts are not things that you want to do to yourself or other people. They are the things that scare you the most. Um, and that took a long time for me to, like, comprehend. Because when I, I started having intrusive thoughts when I was really young, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I, like, need to, um, you know, jump in a fire or something. I'm evil, you know? Um, and that's still something that people don't seem to understand, is, like, what intrusive, like, (laughs) sorry, I, I go on tangents. No, it's okay. Um, but something that I've noticed is, like, uh, they did it with Tumblr, and I'm sure that TikTok does it too, where they, like, misinterpret, um, intrusive thoughts as, like, uh, silly little thoughts and impulses, like, oh, you should eat this leaf off the ground. Or, right. Like, you should buy a pound They make of it beef. less serious than it is. Right, you should eat, like, a pound of beef from the store or whatever. And it's like, no, like, a lot, most intrusive thoughts are, like, very, like, horrifying and violent. Um... And it's, like, it's really hard to, like, get your brain to stop with it. Um, the only way that I've ever been able to, like, deal with a really violent intrusive thought is, like, inserting myself into the thought and just beating the shit out of everybody in the situation in my head. And I'm sure that's probably not a healthy way to deal with it, but I don't know what else to do. Like, yeah. It it works. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um. Um. So, have you ever gone on, a, like, a social media and seen, like, like a, a list, and it's like, if you struggle with this, 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 you might have this. Because um, mm-hmm. I see that so much. And the thing about, I'm going to talk about borderlines. Mm-hmm. Borderline personality disorder. Which, it's a personality disorder, so. Um, I've seen it on TikTok, where they list off a bunch for symptoms of it, and they're like, if you feel empty. Mm-hmm. No explanation. 
if you get jealous easily. Right. And then they're like, if you hate being abandoned. Mm-hmm. Like, no one likes to be abandoned unless they're, like, a sociopath. Right. You know? Um, but they, like, list, like, the most general list. And then, like, I see 500,000 comments. Oh, I knew I had this. I have this. Mm-hmm. I know I did. And they're like, I'm sorry I'm self-diagnosing right now. But and I'm just like, dude. And another thing that annoys me is when they're on, like, um, like a borderline um, post. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I have bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have manic episodes, because I know Borderline doesn't have manic episodes, which that's just, like, a huge misconception, mm-hmm. because, no, Borderline does not have manic episodes, but they can feel high sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, without being high, but b- b- bipolars actually do. Hi, I'm Jess. I'm B. And we're gonna do part two of the mental illness this, um, episode. So, to begin with, I'm gonna continue talking about bipolar and Borderline. But, um, bipolar disorder is really just manic depression, and it's where you can get really, really high and then really, really low, and it lasts, um, maybe a few weeks or months or days. But, bipolar 2 is for, like, hypomania, which is, like, a less intense version of mania, but it still sucks. Mm -hmm. And then, the depressive episode. And so, when you have bipolar 1, um... Once you experience that mania, it's, like, hard to come back to reality. And no one can really talk you out of it. Like, no one can talk you out of being delusional. Mm-hmm. And usually when you are manic, you'll be sent straight down to psychosis, which is literal hell on earth, yeah. in my opinion. Because you're, like... I feel like it's on a spectrum of mania and then, like, depress- depression. And then maybe it's mania, depression, psych- psychosis. Mm-hmm. Or maybe psychosis is above mania. But I don't know. Psychosis is like... You're completely delusional and completely out of touch with, with reality. And some people can achieve it through... Um, it comes usually with, like, bipolar people. Mm-hmm. But it can come with usual... Like, if you do a certain kind of drug, yeah, you can, like, get that. Mm-hmm. But it'll be like a drug-induced psychosis. Bipolar experience psychosis. And I'm not sure if any other mental illnesses do. Yeah. But. I think there are some other. Yeah, I feel like it is too. Like, like sociopathy. Yeah. Um, I think there are some other mental illnesses for you. Yeah, there. Yeah, like like narcissistic. Yeah. Well, I, no, not mania. I think psychosis is what I was saying. Mm Because, like, you can go into psychosis just for being, like, a sociopath. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, I feel like bipolar is, like, the only one that experiences mania because i feel like if it is like a mania type thing that you're thinking about i Mm -hmm. feel like that would just be psychosis like which one are you thinking about that has mania um i mean like i guess there are like a lot of like well that's the hard thing about like diagnosing disorders is that like there's a lot of overlap with things that sometimes like aren't really related yeah that's Um, true like i think in some cases like extreme like anxiety disorders can cause mania um but i'm like i couldn't like give you like a a name of a disorder off the top of my head i just know that like you know whatever oh i just thought mania was like only for bipolar people that's why oh yeah i got you but i think i don't know because if 
I feel like if another thing experiences, um, like, anxiety or, like, no, manic mania, mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be called psychosis. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you could send yourself into psychosis with anxiety mm-hmm. because paranoia is, like, right there. Right. And, okay, so I'm going to talk about my personal experiences. I'm just going to go on a little timeline here. Okay. Okay. So, there was this point in time where um, my sister had gone off to college, and what I would do, I just said college really weird. She went to college, oh. and I would smoke weed all the time and do art and read books. And at this point in time, after I'd read the books, I had grown lighter in my my step. I'm like, wow, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know... And then it led me to eating only fruits. Um, I only ate, like, apples. I ate an apple a day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was just, like, I was lighter in my footsteps. And then I'd read um, read more books, smoke more weed, listen to music, feel more free. I'd been, I felt free. Um, mm-hmm. And then eventually I quit my job. And I had no other job lined up. And then I went to this shitty, shitty workplace. Um, but then I experienced my first mani- manic episode and psychosis there. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I started smoking weed, I think I went into CHS, cannabinoid hypermesis syndrome or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you say, uh, whatever it's called. I don't know how to pronounce it. Anyways, um, I, I went into that and I'd be puking at work and, yeah. um, there was one day I went to the ER because I was so sick of puking. I'd puke up bile. I'd puke up, you know, I couldn't even eat without feeling sick. Mm-hmm. Really, I couldn't eat anymore. And when I did, I only ate, like, an apple. So I was, like, I puked at my shift, um, my other job that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, this is, like, the fourth time it's happened in the month. I got to go. So I went to the ER. And they didn't diagnose me with anything. The only thing they could possibly, because I couldn't pee. Like, I could not pee in the cup, and I had drinking so much water, I could not pee in the f- freaking cup. Mm-hmm. They had me in there for five hours. I, I put two drops of pee in the cup. Mm-hmm. Two drops. They couldn't even sample it. It was so small. And just, like, they were being nice to me, and something weird that happened was, like, I was going to work one day trying to go, and I twisted my ankle. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... I was in the doctor's office with a twisted ankle, and I wanted him to look at it. And somebody came and checked on it. I had, a, like, a doctor's appointment the next day. <clears throat> Anyways, then all of a sudden, I was up late at night, mm-hmm. and I didn't sleep. And when I did close my eyes, I, I was awake the whole entire time for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, straight thinking, I gotta get up soon. And I got up as soon as I wanted to get wake up, like, ten minutes before I was supposed to be at the school. Mm-hmm. Which was weird, because I couldn't imagine not sleeping for a day and, not, like, not falling asleep. They told me nothing was wrong with me. Um, they couldn't find anything wrong with me. They were like, do you smoke? I was like, I used to, but I had quit, like, two weeks before. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. Um, so... I go to work, I hang out with my friend, I talk about the universe, I talk about Carl Jung, I talk about Albert Einstein, and then all of a sudden, I've come to the conclusion of something, like, and I was like, you know what, you were this, 
um, psychologist's daughter and I was a dad or whatever. And then I was like, then I went to Twitter and I went to YouTube. I started recording videos about the theory of relativity. And then I went to Twitter and I literally tweeted like 5,000 tweets. Mm-hmm. I tweeted like 700 tweets every three minutes. And they were long tweets. Yeah. And it was like stuff about the universe. And then um, I woke up and I drove to Sterling. I quit my job. Um, and then on the uh, freeway, I was like letting people pass me and like swerving in between people and stuff, which is like, I don't think, like, I was just like letting people pass me even though it was in the fast lane, which was like, who does that? And then I was, like, smiling really big, waving at people, because I felt so free. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I was like, I feel like I have to meet the cops. Like, I was seeing the future. And I was like, I'm going to see the cops, so whenever I do, I'll just, like, pull over. And so I get to, like, the stoplight, like, by that one gas station and Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And there's this cop at the light, and I point at him. I straight up point at him, and I smile and wave. And then, next thing you know... I'm out by Do It Best, and they're pulling me over, two squad cars. Mm-hmm. And um, I get out of the car, and this is embarrassing, because this, like, you know, Mexican guy walks up to me, the cop. Um, he was, like, a, I don't know. Not like, he's, like, a cop Mexican, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a cop, like, he had been whitewashed. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not, yeah, anyways... Um, he, like, motions me to roll my window down. I get out of the car. I straight up get out of the car. And basically, I see his name. And it reminds me of something. I think his birthday is, like... I think maybe I asked him for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That's, um... It, it reminded me of Twenty and Pilots somehow. I don't remember how. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, so you like Twenty and Pilots? He's like, yes, I do. And then I kissed him on the shoulder. <laughs> Like, I straight up kissed him for no reason. And so the other cop wanted to see what was going on, and he, like, came up, and he, like, backed away from me like he was terrified of me. I'm serious. He was, like, this white guy with blue eyes, and every time I looked at him, he'd go like this. (laughs) (laughs) Marty. And so they made me pass the test. They thought I was drunk. They thought I was high. I wasn't high. I hadn't been even doing anything. They didn't believe me. Because when you're manic, your eyes are, like, black. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like... Um, so, they made you walk a line, they made me, like, count to a certain number, mm-hmm. did something backwards or something, I don't remember. I did it, I passed, and, um, as the cars are passing by, I'm, like, smiling and waving, and I am looking at the floor, and I'm just, like, I don't know, it's weird, it's super weird. Mm-hmm. And, so, the, the cop tells me to call my mom. Because I think I'm high. Mm-hmm. My mom comes and I call her. And she comes back. And basically she's so scared. What, she doesn't know what's going on. And I'm like smart talking to cop. The white the white one. Mm-hmm. And she's like just saying just get in the car. And they're like we don't know what's going on. So they made my mom drive me home. And they picked up, she picked up my car the next day. And then when I got here my friend was here waiting. And I was like you gotta watch this video. This is the end of the world or whatever. It was like the video I posted on YouTube. About theory of relativity. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, what's going on? And my friend was like, what are, what are you doing? Like, what are you what are you talking about? Like, and I was like, watch the video. And she just watched the video. And she became more and more confused. And then my sister, my mom came in my room and she's like, pack a bag. We got to go. 
And I was like, what? And so I got there and there was like this room they took me in. And they they recognized me because I was there a week or, week before, mm-hmm. and then I got into this room and there was clouds on the ceiling. Oh like Truman Show shit. Yes, like Truman Show, like Truman Show, and I was so scared. I was like, there was a camera, and I was like waving to it, and I felt like, I literally thought I was Jesus Christ. Like I was in such <laughs> a huge, horrible, horrible like mindset. Yeah. And. In the psych ward, I introduced myself as that, and I I touched the water like I was, and like I flipped from, you know, thirty seconds of hot to thirty seconds of cold, thirty seconds of hot water to thirty seconds of cold in the in the shower, mm-hmm. and they would I would wake up on at seven a.m. on the dot to take a shower, mm-hmm. and it was just weird. It was just like such a weird experience, and they put me on so much medicine, and I guess it went away. But the depressive episode after that, I'm telling you, is way worse. Yeah. But that's not even, the, like, the worst thing is, like, I, I went to school, and I got a bag, and I filled it with stuff that I loved, and I handed it out to people. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my teacher was scared. He reported me or whatever. And I preached to my art class about stuff for, like, an hour. I was like, you're this kind of sign. You're this, you're Leo or whatever. And it was just weird. It was just so horrible. And I wouldn't wish on anyone, because, like, I still remember things that I said and did, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, like I literally bought $600 worth of weed. <laughs> I sent $300 to this um, random Twitter mutual that I didn't even know. Oh, my God. Um, and then I gave my grandpa and my grandma $200 worth of weed each, and so I had $200 left uh, of the weed. And when the cops pulled me over, I just gave it to them for no reason, even though I'd paid two hundred dollars for it. (laughs) 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 And it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, But like, yeah. And the person who gave me the weed ripped me off. Like they gave me three bags of weed, but like it had like this much in it. Each one had, and I was like. Like, so excited, because I was supposed to get so much of weed with that much money, you know? And they mm-hmm. gave me, like, less than they usually do. <sighs> um. Anyways, as I was saying, it was just, like, a horrible experience. And I wouldn't wish on anyone. And the people in the psych ward, they were, like, encouraging me really badly. But, yeah. That is kind of what I um, experienced. And then as a borderline... I experience, like, extreme emptiness. Like, I'll feel completely empty and devout of anything. Mm-hmm. Devout of anything. And I... It just, like, won't go away. Like, when you feel empty, you feel really empty. Like, sometimes when I go in, a, like, a really white store... Like, if I go into the Menards lamp section, I get a feeling of existential, existential dread and existential, like, crisis mode. Did it... Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. Did that episode of Spongebob where Squidward goes to the white space with all the colored tiles, did that ever freak you out? Yes. It was, like, an emotional, like, loneliness. Yeah. But, like, sometimes when I'm in a certain room or with a certain person, I can feel emotionless. I can feel, like, like I'm trying to find something. Mm-hmm. And I'm never, and I'm coming back empty-handed every t- every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, the color of that, like, poster, if I'm around that color for too long, it doesn't go well. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm in a little beige world. Yeah. And for me, color is everything. I feel like that's bipolar, but color is everything. When you're manic, things are brighter. Mm-hmm. It's awesome to experience, as long as you're not experiencing everything else, everything else that comes with it. Yeah. But really, what I find fascinating is the art that you can create and the worlds you can see. Um, but a lot of people can just experience that through drug use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you want to talk about sociopathy? Um, can I go pee? Yeah, go pee. Okay, you talk the camera off. Okay. And I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> can you can you say sociopathy correctly? So sociopathy. Okay. Um. I mean, I don't know how qualified I am to talk about it because I don't know that much about sociopathy. Um, I know that it gets it's uh, like a lot of other personality disorders. It gets very um, demonized, I guess. Where um, you know there, fuck, I don't even know what to say. Like sociopathy and psychopathy, um, or I think I guess it's psychopathy. I'm not sure how to pronounce them. Um, They are um, kind of treated like uh, the murderer disorders, like only like killers have them, which is so fucking untrue and so, so scary, especially for like children who are experiencing these disorders because like people have like convinced themselves and others that like, um, psychopathy and sociopathy, fuck, I don't even, (laughs) sorry, um, that they're, like, they're only things that, like, murderers can have, which is, like, it's awful. Um. Hello, Hey, so what happened? Um, I was just talking, like, um, I guess I don't know that much about sociopathy and psychopathy, but I know that, like, they often get interpreted as, like, the evil murderer disorder, which is, like, so untrue and, like, really fucking harmful, especially for, like, I feel like once someone has assigned, is assigned, like, a mental illness, people will want that person to be the face of that mental illness. You know what I mean? Right. When people think of psychopaths, they think of, like, John Wayne Gacy or Ted mm-hmm. Bundy, you know? Yeah, it's, like, they're... And uh, that's not the only face of it. Right. Um, it's a severe mental disorder, you know what I mean? Yeah. No matter what, like, no one is excusing the fact that they've done horrible things. Right. But it's also a disorder. Right. You know what I mean? Something's wrong with their brain. Yeah. But it's like, there are, um, you know, like, psychopaths and sociopaths walk among us every day, and they, you know, they choose, they, like, they, how do I explain it? Like, being a sociopath or a psychopath does not make you, like, any more inclined to, like, kill somebody or abuse somebody than anybody else. Do you think, like, in their minds, the, the, the bond between empathy and, like, you know, cruelty is, like... Because when we have empathy for people, it's because we we have the ability to have empathy. If someone can't have empathy for another person, is there, like, a nerve that's broken? Like, I don't know how the neuro, neuro like, science works behind that. Like, um, again, I, like, I don't, I'm not, like, super well-versed in it, but I do know that, like, um, 
Because I... Uh, like, if you could theorize, though. I think it's just, like, some people are just built with different brains. Like... Well, I feel like it's some sort of nerve, you know? Yeah. Like, it could be some sort of nerve that's, like, damaged. But it's also, like, the ego. Because when you're born, like, born, like, the whole world wants to smash your brain in, you know? It Mm. wants to embed itself into you. Like, your family, they want to give you the rules. They want to show you what they're about. But Mm. really, they're just projecting. Yeah. They're giving you what they have. Without you even giving consent, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the world tells you what you want, t- tells you what to do. And you know what? You get to react to that. And that's how, you know, how, that's how people are mentally ill. However you re- react to yourself and the world, you know? Right. Well, that's the whole um, debate that's been on forever about nature versus nurture. About whether mental illnesses like um, psychopathy and sociopathy and all that are... Um, whether it's, like, a learned behavior or something that is there since birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been, like, numerous studies about it with no, like, real concrete, like, evidence one way or the other. But um, in the end, it is something that's kind of learned, no matter what. Like, even if it's a genetic thing, that's learned, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, from being on the mental illness website uh tumblr for as long as i have i've seen posts made by like actual psychopaths and sociopaths that have been like you know i'm making an f like saying like you know you have to stop demonizing us like we're not murderers we're not evil people um people who don't experience empathy are not going to hurt you on purpose like some people you know they everybody um okay okay we're back i'm jess i'm b and we're going to be talking more about sociopathy psychopathy and and so anxiety anxiety or depression mm-hmm. okay um to begin this debate <laughs> not debate to begin this we are going to um what would you say, I know you're not, like, the expert on this, mm-hmm. but if someone is a sociopath, um, what would you say is, like, the main characteristic that they have? Um, I think sociopathy has a lot to do with, um, like, not being able to process empathy. Okay, so I feel like sociopathy is, like, something to do with the others, you mm-hmm. know, other people. Yeah. How you interact with other people. Because most mental illnesses, I know, it's, like, an internal struggle. Yeah. And I feel like sociopathy is, like, an, an external struggle, in a sense, because they're having an internal struggle. Yeah. So, like, they're more projecting it onto other people. Like, mm-hmm. you can say anxiety is projected onto other people. Mm-hmm. But most thoughts, they keep to themselves, because I know it's not normal. Yeah. I think, like, um, uh, a lot of sociopaths have, like, a lot of trouble... Um, socializing with other people. Um, Sorry, people are creeping me out. I hear people yelling. Okay. I think um, in some cases, a lot of, like, symptoms of sociopathy can even, like, um, overlap with autism sometimes. Like, 
um, not understanding social cues, not understanding when something is appropriate or inappropriate to say, not understanding why something you said hurt somebody's feelings if you're just like, you know, stating a fact or telling the truth or what you think is Yeah, true. me too. So, um, that's not really a me too moment. <laughs> but I'm saying like, sometimes I'll say something that is insensitive in retrospect and mm-hmm. I won't see any problem in it because I'm just like being myself. Yeah. I'm just expressing how I feel. Like if someone smells weird, I'm always like, oh, you smell weird. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's not right. Right. I won't say you smell weird. I'll just say, like, oh, you smell like this. Like, literally, I'll tell you what you smell like. Like, my friend, she smelled like sweat. And I was mm-hmm. like, you smell like sweat. Like, she's like, hey. And I gave her a really big hug. And I was like, I smell sweat. And then, <laughs> um, and she got mad, which is right. But, like, I can't, like, not, you know? Yeah. So now we're, like, back into autism. But, like, I feel like you're right on that. Is like, some of the symptoms do overlap. Yeah, like they're and having a monotone voice. Uh-huh. I feel like that's like autism too, but also could be like something else. Yeah, but I remember a customer told me that I sounded like a robot. Really? Yeah, I was like, that's so weird. I you know what I... sucks is I tried theater too and it didn't work. <laughs> I hate customers. Me too. Um, they're really like ballsy over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with like. Not understanding social cues. Um, I know, like, boundaries. Bi- yeah, boundaries. I think the big thing is, like, um, they just do not have empathy. And that doesn't make somebody a bad person if they don't have empathy. Because empathy and sympathy are two very different things. And even if you don't have either, that doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. It's just that you can't process something. You can still, you know. They try to process things, right? right? Um, but they just don't process it the way other people do. Yeah. Like, I, um, I follow, like, a lot of, like, mental health advocates and, like, people's, like, personal struggles, um, and I see a lot of posts from people with, um, psychopathy and sociopathy who talk about, like, you know, just because I don't experience empathy doesn't mean that, like, I don't care about my friends, or I want you to die, or whatever. Like, they make an effort to be kind to people. Um, And, like, you know, having these disorders does not mean that you are incapable of being kind to others. Um, And that's something, like, it's such a weird dichotomy with that, too, because it's, like, people don't expect you to be kind, and then they're upset, like, upset with you for it, but then at the same time when they learn, like, you know, oh, well, they have this disorder, so they're excused from it. And it's like, you know, no disorder excuses you from, like, being a horrible person. Right, but also, when you have a mental illness, it's your job to make other people aware of what may happen because of you, you know? Yeah. Because of your brain. Because it affects other people way differently than it affects you because you've been living with it your whole life, Mm -hmm. and you can't just expect your friends to understand if you're struggling, especially with, like, borderline, you got to tell people around you because they have to know how to deal with you, you know? Because right. it's difficult because that is more, like, it's about your relationship. Like, mm-hmm. that's what borderline is more about. Like, your personality, yeah, but it's more about, like, the most biggest aspect in that is, like, the relationship you have with other people. Yeah. They have this thing called, like, the favorite person. 
Yeah. And that person is like, I want to do everything with them. And if they, you know, if their follower account goes down, I'm going to search it. That's just maybe like a crazy ex-girlfriend type thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you can, this can be like your your aunt, your sister, your your best friend, your boyfriend. Usually it is like your lover. Yeah. But then eventually it turns sour because you're like, where are these per- where like it might even become like obsessive mm-hmm. because you like if they pull away you start questioning yourself if they like you know they they did they do something that they don't usually do when like there's like a, a difference in like the schedule or there's like something new mm-hmm. sometimes borderlines and borderlines enjoy it because they're really impulsive but then sometimes it makes them overthink yeah but what I was what I was trying to like talk about was the fact that like. I don't even know how it got to borderline. (laughs) I guess I'm, like, using my personal anecdotes to, like... Mm -hmm. But back to sociopathy, like... We were talking about how it was, like, their relationship with others. I feel like they're, like, the way they react to the world. Yeah. And because I think sociopaths and psychopaths really scare people... Because they don't know what that person is thinking. Mm-hmm. Because that person, I, I don't know if that person is, like, really blunt or, like, really secretive. Mm-hmm. Like, I've studied so many serial killers, and I don't know if they're just really, like, blunt or secretive. Most of them are, like, really, really secretive. Yeah. But then once you find out their secret, they're, like, telling you everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you feel like? You Or do you feel like it's, like, a mixture of both? Like, secretive or... They're, like, picky and choosy on what they do say to people, like... Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of them just feel less inclined to talk about themselves, I guess. Um, maybe not even, like... Sometimes it may be just paranoia. Yeah. But I think a lot of the times they just don't think of themselves, maybe. You think that is, like... Sociopathy is where they don't think of themselves. Yeah, maybe they don't have, like, personal anecdotes to understand things as well as other people. Uh, maybe. I I don't know. Like, maybe they're a lot like, oh. Because I don't know if there's, like, a line between sociopathy and narcissism. Mm -hmm. Narcissism is where they've been so alone their whole life or insecure and there's been a need that's taken from them and they have to find a different way to fulfill it Mm -hmm. they do it by performing they do it by you know they do it by self-sabotage or like and then they do it by abusing other people you Mm -hmm. know they can be like the quiet narcissist you know Mm -hmm. but people always think narcissism is like oh someone looks in the mirror every day someone looks in the mirror every two minutes yeah and that might be a part of it but that is not what narcissism is. Right. Like, narcissism... You explain what you've, like, experienced. Like, like explain what you think it is and, like, what the symptoms are. Yeah. Like, I think with a lot of disorders, like, narcissism can present itself in several different ways. And some people can present several different kinds of symptoms. Yeah. Um, but, like, with uh, my mother, for example... She is always so, so worried about, like, other people's appearances. Um, oh, she's focusing on other how other people look? Or she's like, I have to look good for this? Or, she does or a both. lot of, like, both of that. She, she always has something negative to say about strangers and family members. Um, just, like, she loves picking people apart and, like, um, 
analyzing them. Analyzing them, insulting them. Making fun of their flaws. Yeah, just, like, for no reason. Okay, and so is she the type of narcissist to, like, manipulate you into complimenting her or, mm-hmm. or um, self-pitying? Yeah. Or is she that too? Yeah. Or is she more, like, the the literal, like, textbooks textbook narcissist that just like thinks they're the best she's a little bit of both like like all of it yeah like my mom the big thing with my parents was that like my mom could never be wrong about anything and she would always tell me when i was little that she knew everything oh like those parents are like i'm always right i just want you to know that yeah and she she would always like let me know she would always have to let me know that, like, she knows everything. Okay. Like, she was, like, omnipotent. Was she also the one to, like, belittle other... Like, you said she, like, belittled other people. Did she try to belittle you to make herself feel bigger? Yes. Like, um, how so? If you don't she, mind sharing. That's fine. Um, uh, a lot of it was, like, physical insults about, like, the way that I looked. Um. No way. <laughs> that's horrible. Um, she did it to my sister, too. She still does it. Oh, like, my God. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of it is also projection, because my mom has always been, like, especially lately, she's been really into, like, fitness. Is she insecure? Absolutely. She struggles with, like, has she ever struggled with an eating disorder? She has an eating disorder. She just won't admit it. Like, she'll go... Is it the type of eating disorder where they have to eat certain foods? Um... No, she's just, like, constantly on diets. Counting calories? Yeah, counting. She has, a ca- like, a, a calorie-counting app that she's obsessively on all the time. That makes me sick to my stomach. I'm so sorry that you have to, like, see that. Uh, well, I don't really have to see it anymore. So. But it's not like, oh, but it's not like sick to my stomach, like, that's really fucked up of her. Cause, uh-huh. But it is. It is, obs- it is, like, fucked up of her, but she's also, like, struggling with something. Right. Um, like... She's always kind of thought it was quirky that she, like, only eats, like, a handful of nuts and dried berries for breakfast. And it's like, dude, this is disorderly eating. Is she one of those people who, like, if you hand her a dessert, she only gets, like, a crumb of it? She won't eat dessert anymore for the most part. <gasps> a lot of it. She, she's also one of, like... Okay. She, she never eats fast food? Um, she doesn't anymore. Aww. Um, she, like... She has a gluten allergy. So she thinks that gluten must be evil and that everybody has an aversion to gluten so like in like the middle of high school she just decided that me and my sister could not have anything with gluten anymore um because she was just like absolutely convinced that gluten was like unnatural and bad for you which is not true at all gluten does nothing to your body if you are not allergic to it um okay but she like made us all go on gluten-free diets i remember that it was fucking weird and she's still like that um, don't know why. She was also convinced that milk causes cancer, so she wouldn't let us drink regular milk anymore. Is she the type of person to read up on things and yes. feel like it, like she knows it? Mm-hmm. Or is she the type of person to brag about being smart and not, like, reading books or, like... Um, it's weird because she kind of does both. Like, she'll talk about shit that she has no idea what she's even is she talking about. she a Fox about. News watcher? Yes. <laughs> she is so obsessed with Donald Trump. She is like a oh Donald Trump fangirl. Okay, she okay. Has, uh-huh. No. Before you say anything. Uh-huh. He's a narcissist too. Yeah. Like literally textbook. Right. Okay, continue. Um she owns like So they're attracted to other narcissists? Right. 
Yeah. Or, like, victims, right? They're yeah. either attracted to, like, people like them or victims. Mm-hmm. Which anyone who's not a narcissist becomes a victim. Right. Um, but she... <laughs> she buys, like, um... They're not pinups, because a pinup is kind of, like, a sexy thing. But, like, it's akin to, like, pinups of, like, Trump and, like, the White House and, like, Trump's, like, wife or whatever. Like, every <laughs> month has, like, a different picture of, like, Trump and What's his... a pinup? Like, a ca- <laughs> uh, a pinup calendar. They're kind of, oh. like, um... They usually Trump's just... wife. <laughs> they usually just have, like, kind of, like, a provocative, like, image for each month that goes with the calendar. But, um, pinup, I guess, like, the term has kind of become watered down to where it's just, like, a gimmicky image that goes along with the month on the calendar. I thought a pinup was, like, a dress. I'm sure there's probably a dress called that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Um, but she has, like, she just has a fucking calendar that's, like, pictures of Trump and his ugly wife and the fucking White House and it's weird. That's really weird. And she, like, she'll watch his... Why do you think she's so attracted to him? Um, I don't know. Because she didn't like him at first. She was, like, she fucking hated him whenever he was running. And then after he won, she, like, loved him all of a sudden. Um, and, like, she's generally a more conservative person. I think that's why she's drawn to him. But he's also, like... The one thing that I hear from a lot of stupid fucking people... Is like, oh, you know, he doesn't talk like a politician. He tells it like it is. It's because they like the fact that Trump says... It's like a normal guy. Yeah, well, they like the fact that Trump just says, like, any bigoted thing that he can think of. And they like that he doesn't have, doesn't have a filter Yeah, they like as a he, president. Right. They think he's truthful. Uh-huh. And they like that he says all of the things that they're thinking, but they're too afraid to say out loud because they know they'll get their ass beat. Right, that makes so much sense. Like, he... There's so many bigoted people who are, like, in love with him and in love with him whenever he talks, and I never got the appeal, because it's, like, to me, it's, like, just, like, a man. Mm -hmm. Not even a man. I don't even see him as a person most of the time. I see him as, like, some sort of, like, evil being. That's just me. Um, but... I just don't get the appeal and I can never like put myself into the other heads unless I'm actually like a racist mm-hmm. sexist homophobic person you know right misogynistic as fuck yeah like I, I I don't know how to put myself into that mindset and I've tried so narcissism for him I know we shouldn't be talking about Donald Trump but I feel like he is one but for him I see him like talking himself up a lot mm-hmm. you know He's a politician, too, so... Right. But it's, like, that's the thing with him. It's, like, everybody's, like, oh, he doesn't talk like a politician. It's, like, no, he talks like a politician. He just doesn't talk like a very smart one. He talks like a fucking idiot. (laughs) He's annoying. The little breaths he takes. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, like, he just... Okay, we were, like, getting off topic. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about narcissism. Okay, go back to s- narcissism and, like, two more traits. Okay, with narcissism, like, I think, um, it's a lot I feel of- like- What? One more thing. Uh-huh. I feel like they're always, like, put- painting themselves as the victim in every story, or the hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've always, like, they, um- 
a lot of narcissists feel like they have to like play a specific role like they have to assign themselves like this little cube that they stay in um routine yeah it's just like um like with my mom um a lot of it is like she like I said she can never be wrong so if you ever like point out the fact that she like if she was wrong about she something she turns into really really upset and sad um no she like she she'll tell you that you're crazy that you're delusional she <gasps> gaslights you that's horrible i've never experienced that like extreme yeah she like her thing is like if you ever call her out for like making you upset or uncomfortable or saying that she was wrong about something she'll be like you're delusional you're making that up to make me look bad <gasps> you dreamed that I would get you dreamed that a lot from her. Are you serious? Like, um... No fucking way. (laughs) Not to, like, tangent, but, um, I have... It's not fatal, I don't think, for now. Um, but I have some issues with the cartilage around my heart. Uh, it becomes inflamed and I get really bad chest pains and I can't breathe. And I've had it since I was, like, a little kid. Like, really little. And when I was about five or six, um, I would complain to my mom about it constantly, because it was really bad, um, and my mom is really weird about, like, any kind of pain or illness, like, if you don't describe it the exact way that she wants you to, it means nothing to her, like, when she would ask me about the pain, she's like, does it feel like a stabbing, and I'm like, no, I don't know how to describe it, because I'm fucking five, and so she's like, okay, well, it's normal, it's nothing, um, and I would, like, go on to complain about it later in life and she would tell me the same thing it's normal and then finally someone convinced you it was different yeah um you got checked up and then yeah i i went to see my child doctor when i was like 17 and he told me what it was um and then i confronted my mom about it i'm like hey do you remember all those times that i was having like really bad heart pain and you would tell me that it was nothing well i found out that it's something and she told me, I don't know what you're talking about. You've never said anything like that to me. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> that is horrible. I'm so sorry. From the bottom of my heart. Um, when but, you, when, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. So when you were talking about how your mom will turn into like a gaslighter, manipulator. Mm-hmm. She's like the narcissistic manipulative kind. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've experienced is the victim complex kind. Yeah. The one who goes in the corner and pretends he's not, like, evil. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying evil in, like, an innately bad way. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, is there something inside of them that gives them that that just, you know, they, get, they, they can control people. They want to control people. They want to control people's minds and thoughts. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen people do is, like, if they end up being wrong and getting called out, they just shrivel and they, they become small. Mm-hmm. And then they'll talk themselves up and or they'll just start crying mm-hmm. and be like, I'm not a horrible person. I'm not a horrible person. Tell me I'm not horrible, please. You know, mm-hmm. my, you know, my friend, my friend, her mom, that's what she does. Mm-hmm. She'll just like turn into this little baby. You know, there's like this little tiny little her and she wants validation Mm-hmm. She wants someone to tell her that she's not horrible. But 
there's some, like, my father, I think he is a sociopath or a narcissist. I I think it's narcissist, but Mm -hmm. he'll just, like, he will never admit he's wrong. He will yell until you you start crying, until Mm -hmm. you shut up. Like, the overpowering one. He will yell until you can't, can't talk about it anymore, and until you, he, like, I feel like he does gaslight you, too, and manipulate you into thinking a certain way, because he'll be like, that's not true, or you're making that up, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know where it came from for him. Because, like, what really makes narcissists? I watched this video where it did say, and I feel like I already did say something about this, but it said, like, the the baby, or the the kid, they will, like, try to receive love from their parents. Mm Mm-hmm receive something that they need and their parents are not giving it to them because they're like emotionally unavailable Mm -hmm. and so the person just seeks it out in themselves and then you know as I said they go on performances and they you know they try to get it from somewhere else and then once they can't get it from somewhere else they get it from themselves and then they hype themselves up and then so every time there's some sort of disagreement they either like to cause disagreements or they like to overpower the disagreements and Mm -hmm. then they think they're right about everything so it's just weird, like, they're trying to prove to themselves that they're worthy of whatever they were told what they were unworthy of. Yeah. Okay. It's me again. <laughs> it's and me also, again. And also me. Okay. Um, and we're going to be wrapping our topics up. So, you've experienced narcissism, obsessive compulsive disorder, and depression. Mm-hmm. I've experienced bipolar disorder, seasonal affective disorder, borderline disorder, and anxiety. Um, well, I've also experienced others from someone else, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. The only one I'm not really, like, very knowledge knowledgeable on is, like, sociopathy. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if my dad has it for sure. I just don't know what he is because he just, like, never opens up, but... Yeah. Well, I think, like, um, with uh, sociopathy and psychopathy, especially, like, they're... Overlapped. Um, yeah, that, but, like, they're not researched very well um, because, you know, a lot of people don't want to look into it any farther than, like, this is the murderer disorder. Oh, yeah, but also, I feel like... They're the ones to never come to terms with it. Like, my mom, she, like, doesn't think anything is wrong with her except that she's experienced trauma. Uh-huh. You know? And that just seems kind of, like, sad to me. Because it's like, why wouldn't you want right. to be diagnosed with something if there's something not going right in your head? hmm And for me, I feel like narcissists are always like, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. There's, right. I'm perfectly fine. I'm great. And, like, the the medical industry doesn't really help very much with it. Like, yeah. Like, a lot more, like, They wouldn't be able to, like, find the ones that they needed help. Right. Like, with a lot of, quote-unquote, like, scarier disorders, like, that people tend to be scared of, like, um, BPD. Dis- dissociative disorder. Yeah, DID. Yeah. Um, I think DID and multiple personality are the same thing, right? I think they, did they, like, change the name from... DID and then schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. And then the line between those two. Yeah. Um, and, like, mania and stuff like that. Like, anything... They're terrified of, like, 
recently I've seen so many, like, movies about bipolar disorder. Yeah. They like to say manic pixie dream girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what's manic about her? She got her hair. She right. has, like, uh, makeup that's kind of down her to her eyes. And mm-hmm. then she stays up till 2 a.m. doing cat stick and pokes on herself. Right. Like, um, people either... Interpret- or they're autistic. Yeah. And... That's what they're doing. Yeah, like, a lot of people either, like, interpret them as, like, quirky or, like, really evil and scary, which they are neither. Yeah, or, like, just crazy. Right, and because of that, like, even in, like, the medical field, like, a lot of people, they will not treat people with those disorders. Or, like, autism, like, mild autism. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that overlaps with a lot of mental disorders, like, autism mixed with my bipolar disorder. Yeah. That is, like... That a lot of symptoms just overlap each other, you know? Yeah, and, like, that. And other an, ones. Right, that's another thing that's hard is, like, some people get misdiagnosed as other things when it's really something else. Yeah, I've seen people get misdiagnosed with autism, which is so hard to get diagnosed with in the first place, right. along with ADHD. We didn't talk about ADHD. Mm-hmm. But, like, being neurodivergent, it's hard. Like, it costs money. And right. a lot of the people are poor because... What am I gonna, I'm gonna go off, because, like, growing up, I feel like it was so easy to get, like, some sort of hyper, you know, attention deficit disorder. Mm-hmm. Not, that's not what it's called, but whatever, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it was easy to get hyper. They had so much sugars in our foods, which mm-hmm. that can cause even mania. That can cause, like, an extreme sugar rush, and then your brain goes, like, doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, the, the sugar that we were eating... Um, the shows that we were watching, like, they were insane. And then, um, our, like, attention span got smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And with the apps that we have now, it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And you know what I mean? And, like, it's just, like, I feel like we, our generation, like, we're hyper already, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we're ready to fight. We're, you know? Right. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, with, um, with the quote-unquote scarier disorders, like, a lot of people, like, they, sometimes they, like, things that have been documented, they still don't know, like, how to treat, so they just lock you away. Yeah, like, they think that, putting you in solitary or putting you in a place with other crazy people will help you get a better perspective about yourself. Yeah. But like, it's like, it just, did it, you just really, I feel like they just seriously gave up. Like they just want you out of general society because they, you know, you like can't the, mess with their chess pieces. Right. And you, they don't want you to mess around with the chess pieces that they have. Right. And that's what the world is. Like we're in a capitalism nightmare. Right. Um, yeah, and, like, th- that's the thing is, like, you know, people with, like, extreme mental disorders are considered undesirable. They're un- yeah. They're, quote-unquote, unfit. But, you know what? I feel like people with, like, sort- certain mental disorders are, like, s- um, so, like, accidentally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't want to stand around for five hours straight because they're, they have depression, you know. Mm-hmm. They, they are exhausted, no matter how much sleep they get, no matter how much food they eat they're still exhausted they're exhausted and even um being autistic if you're burnt out Mm -hmm. an autistic person i'm not saying this is true for everybody but i'm saying like i don't want to stand around for six hours straight yeah but maybe some some people actually do enjoy doing stuff like that like they get to stay in this like 
little box and they get to control it you know yeah um yeah that's the other thing is like um again like i've said six million times like a lot of like disorders they present themselves differently in different demographics yeah um or just like from person to person that can be very different um like i i agree with that but i i also wanted to like finish my point about like the government if it doesn't like feel like you are going to make them money or make it make your life profitable then they're probably going to which is a, very difficult for a lot of mentally ill people to do mm-hmm. or autistic people they don't want to contribute to society they can't even help themselves you know mm-hmm. i'm sure that it'll be easier to just set them aside and let the people who are not as mentally un- unwell you know mm-hmm. to let to let the mentally healthier people do what whatever they need to do to make money you know right well and, yeah it's like um the system that we have today like it's, it's not humane no it's not built for humans it's not built for compassion it's not built it's not built on like uh love like at all mm-hmm. it's like a a pyramid the people at the top they boss you around and then the people um in the middle keep that in in check they're the bossy ones that pre- think that they're doing better than the leaders, which mm-hmm. they are. They're doing more work. You know, they're they're more oppressed than the leaders are oppressed because the leaders just get to do whatever they want. And then the people at the bottom are the subterranean humans who don't deserve to be treated like a human. Mm-hmm. And, but there's also that little sliver above those sub- subterranean humans who believe they're in the upper class, but really they're stuck too, you yeah. know? They're stuck making that stuff. They're stuck, they're stuck, you know? Yeah. But the subterranean humans, below that is probably mentally unwell people and, like, autistic people. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily, like, me saying they're, like, worse off. Mm-hmm. But usually they are. Because, like, if they, they are, like, have addictive personalities, if if they become addicted, they have to get that drug. They have to get that alcohol. They have to get that that high feeling. Whatever it is that's making this them addicted to it. You know what I mean? Video mm-hmm. games, whatever. They're going to spiral and they're never going to be able to return back to, you know, gambling. Mm-hmm. And then they lose all their money. And then what do they have? They have an addictive personality and no home and no money. And then what does the government want from them? They don't care anymore. Once you're not profitable, you they don't give a fuck. Right. Like They're like, we'd rather give you $1,000 a month than give you uh, therapy, you know? Mm-hmm. We don't give a fuck how you live your life, as long as we get to control it, you know? Right. Like, if... That's the problem with capitalism, is, like, it is built so that if you are not useful in some way, if you cannot be used... Okay, yeah, like, useful, but it's in, like, a monetary value type useful. Like, they... Profit. It's this whole thing where, like, if you cannot be used by other people, you do not deserve to live. Right. Like, that's why we have to work for food and housing. Yeah, yeah. Like, they think that, you know, if you if you can't be useful to another person and make someone else profit, yeah. you should fucking die. Oh, yeah, okay. So here's, like, a little, like, puzzle that, like, I just thought of. Like, they give us the sickness, and then they sell us the cure. Mm-hmm. They... Um, tell us we have to go to school, give us information that is so tone deaf most of the time, Mm -hmm. 
the cute little sayings they try to keep us here. Just keep going. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, crazy. It's, like, dystopian. But, like, they give us education that doesn't teach us how to fish and expect us to know how to fish by the end of our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then they they enslave us in these religious boxes that they think somehow mean something in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, if I if I worked my, my, my life away, do you really think I feel like I want to, like, go to heaven? Mm-hmm. No, I want to live my life. I want to feel like I have control over my life. I don't want to... I don't give a fuck if I get to go to heaven after that. I don't care. I've right. been miserable my whole life, you know? If there's a heaven after that, that must have been some sort of, like, cruel, cruel punishment, mm-hmm. you know? And this is getting into the, like... Because I feel like mental health and capitalism don't mix at all. No. You you can't be in capitalism and be mentally healthy. And that's why so many more, like... I feel like mental illnesses are being discovered or, like, revised. Because more people are being diagnosed. Mm-hmm. More people are having access to things. More people are being born. Um, right. Well, but... No, you go ahead. But even in America, like, we're extremely privileged to have what we have. In mm-hmm. third world countries, you're not even allowed to talk about, like, mental health. They don't believe in it. Right. Like, I'm not saying Mexico is inferior. They just have different values and, like, not necessarily values, but I feel like, <laughs> like, okay. So, like, I'm American and I'm so privileged, I get to worry about my mental health. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in Mexico, I feel like, I'm not saying you're less privileged, but I feel like you're just focused on other things. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never experienced, like, being, like, living in Mexico, so I'm not going to, like, speak about it. But when my dad lived there, he said he had to work all day for the family, mm-hmm. you know? So whenever I told him I was depressed, he said he didn't know what that was, and there's no way that I could be depressed because I'm so, so, so spoiled or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, he didn't think suicide was ever an ant he never thought about killing himself mm-hmm. and I was like oh so you know it just didn't make any sense to me yeah because I've never experienced not being suicidal you know right so like it was just like since my dad's Mexican it just like he just like he doesn't believe in therapy he doesn't believe in like mental health issues so yeah. and like a lot of um countries deal with it differently like I know that um you know people like to glamorize Japan um, but their, um... Suicide rate? Uh, well, their, their work culture is so awful. Like, you know, I, um, Japan... That's so true! Japan, they're, like, hustles! Yeah, Japan is, like, their birth rate is declining very rapidly because people are so exhausted from working all the time. How long do they have to work, you know? Um, I don't know. I just know that, like, because it's such a, you know, a lot of Japan is... Um, there's so much pressure from that culture. Yeah, like, to, there, to, there yeah. is a lot of, like, traditionalist pressure to, like, settle down with a family as soon as possible. Be a provider. So it's, like, a religious thing? Or? Not exactly religious. It's just very, like, tra- like quote-unquote yeah. traditional, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, like, their work culture is awful. They expect you to, like, be at their beck and call for work all the time. You work crazy hours. You don't have time to, like, you know, meet other people, do things that you like. 
Which is, like... Inhumane as fuck. Yeah. Um, and, like, so, so many people are, like, not having children in Japan anymore. Um, or, like, getting married because they just do not have time for it. And because of all of that, like, Japan has such a huge, like, very high suicide rate. Um, and, like, a lot of that is attributed to, like, their capitalist work culture. Um, and, like, you know, mental health is still, of course, stigmatized in Japan. Um, but... It's like, you know, they... Japan... Not that, like, individual Japanese people are like this, but, um, Japan has a lot of issues with, um, you know, they're, they're a very collectivist society, which is not a bad thing in and of itself, but they're more interested in keeping the peace than making change, which is why there is such, like, so much, like, depression and suicide in Japan, is because they would rather, you know, stick to the status quo and turn a blind eye then, like, do what needs to be done. Um, Break out. Yeah, because that's just been, like, traditional and beat into people for so long, which is why there are so many, like, different crazy-ass art and fashion movements in Japan is because people are going fucking nuts, and they want to get out. Right. And They They want to get out of the bubble. Right. Um, There was, like, um, remember when they limited how many children a person could have? Mm Mm-hmm. Wasn't it, like, only one, um, you not could, Japan, sorry, in China. Yeah. You could only have, like, a boy and a girl, or you could only have, like, a boy, or you could only, you know? I think for a while it was, like, um, I feel like it got better. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure if that's still... Maybe, I feel like maybe it was, like, you can only have a boy. If you have a girl, you have to kill it, or whatever. Um, I think that was, like, a much That's older way older, thing. though. Yeah. yeah, I think that was more, like, in dynasty period. Yeah. Where, like, women weren't, like, women couldn't be soldiers or kings, so they weren't prioritized. There's this weird culture. Okay, that was really weird. It's not weird. It's just mm-hmm. different than what I've seen. But it is kind of weird to me because, um, basically, they're extremely religious. I'm not sure. It's, I, I don't want to, like, try to think of it. I don't know at all. But basically what happens is the men in the middle of the night will like raid someone's house and then go in and like gang rape mm-hmm. this woman to get her pregnant. And then when the if the woman has like a girl, other uh, girl either has to be like a handmaid mm-hmm. or they get killed. Mm-hmm. They get their baby killed. So yeah, and there's I, only men in that culture, you know. Yeah, they're only seen, which I don't know. That just it's and it's it's still existing today, mm-hmm. but that culture it can't last because women have to be present, you know, not right. just as mating purposes. Mm-hmm. But as we're talking about capitalism, is not meant to sustain human life. They they practically are trying to, like, make robots out of us. Yeah. And being mentally ill, you can't just become a robot. That's what you're trying not to become, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, your your habits might become robotic, and that may depress you. Um, but, like, I don't know. I just don't know. Because, yeah, and it is a privilege to be know that you have mental health issues and be able to get help because Mm -hmm. a lot of people can't 
and there's third world countries out there where someone goes in and finds children and sells them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't imagine what that would do to me, you yeah. know? I couldn't imagine how I'd feel if that happened to me. But, like, they're so, like, I feel like they're so used to the feeling that it doesn't really... Yeah, it's, like, it's so ingrained that, like, some people yeah. don't, like, they're miserable, yeah. but they don't know why. And then through evolution, it, like, evolution, it just becomes natural to their body not to mm-hmm. feel things. Like, say if you were, say if you, you know, swam on a, swam on a certain creek every single day. Then you taught your son to do it, and he taught his grandson, and mm-hmm. so on and so on. Years later, that grandson is only going to be accustomed to that kind of water. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if there's been such a, a cultural numbness to the woman, the women are probably going to be, you know, de- devout, devout of feeling. Yeah. Um. Even the patriarchy, like... Women have been so used to feeling hurt and pain, pained. Right. That at some point in their life, they don't feel anything mm-hmm. emotionally. And, yeah, like with the patriarchy, um, it's so, like, ingrained in society that, like, people, like, e- women will even, like, they'll do things they don't realize are, like, inherently misogynistic and come from misogyny. 